What's up, everyone, and welcome to the dorm room. I'm Charlie Rook. And I'm Baxter Friedman. And we created this podcast so that we can talk to some pretty cool athletes and outdoorsmen and hear their life stories and learn some pretty cool things. Let's get into it. What is up, everyone, and welcome to this edition of The Dorm Room. My name's Charlie Rook. I'm here alongside Baxter Friedman, and today we have Cohen Skripnik, who lives in Squamish, British Columbia, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about mountain biking. So, yeah, man. Let's get <laughs> Sorry, the, the, lights just, the lights just turned off uh, for a second. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Yeah, I'm not sure why, but anyways, okay. Yeah, um, yeah just tell everyone a little, about, a little bit about yourself. So yeah, uh, my name's Cohen. Uh, I was born and raised in Calgary. I actually knew Charlie uh, for a year in grade five way back then. Um, anyway, I moved out to the West Coast here uh, to kind of pursue uh, like downhill mountain biking. And you know, mountain biking is a pretty extreme sport. Um, I definitely love the adrenaline. It's just something something I've always enjoyed. I used to snowboard and stuff, so it all kind of relates. Uh, but yeah, I basically parked myself at the top of a mountain start the, the the start line and then uh fastest time to the bottom wins so it's like you, you want to be able to get down to the, the bottom of the hill i um, mean the shortest amount of time uh essentially there's usually between like 25 to like 120 racers so uh the trails are all also usually quite rough ro- rocky there's huge jumps drops like anything you can imagine really and they just kind of chuck us into these these racetracks and we have to deal with it there's they're very they're all very wide multiple lines and all that kind of thing if that makes sense um mm-hmm. and yeah they chuck us down one at a time and it's pretty much whoever gets the fastest time wins so that's kind of what i'm at what i'm, what I'm up to and then uh luckily in squamish here we can train year-round because we don't get a ton of snow um and then yeah gym stuff lots of mountain biking in the winter so yeah right now we're just kind of coming to the peak of that and gonna start racing again soon but yeah off season's coming to an end so that's pretty awesome, man. Um, so whenever you race, this is just like something that came to me. Uh, yeah. Like, do you all go one at a time or is that, do you all like, I mean, cause I mean, I, I don't really yeah. think no, how, totally. okay. All right. Totally. Nice. No, no. So yeah. Um, it's like, so we, they, they start at the top and it's, it's one at a time. Mm-hmm. It's not like a master master down. This kind of thing would be crazy. There are <laughs> certain mountain bike events that they do have these like mass starts that like you could say. Um, and those ones are like, way too hectic for me that would be it's just those guys have death wishes i think uh <laughs> from, from the outside looking in it probably seemed like we all do but uh no nah, th- uh, those ones are crazy but now nah, for downhill what i race it's just like they send us individually and it's like one minute one minute intervals usually so one minute passes then the next one drops so okay yeah yeah that makes more sense yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean so <laughs> do you get to do you get to see these courses before you ride them like you get to do like a practice yeah. run or yeah so yeah, so usually the race week for us is like we'll arrive at the venue, say like the Monday or Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday is kind of like you can do like a track walk and a track inspection. So you kind of walk down uh, the trail that you're gonna ride for the weekend, and then Friday is practice. So you get two between th- two to three hours to ride the racetrack um, and kind of like figure out where you, where you where you're gonna go, um, figure out like what the speed is for certain jumps and features and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the Saturday is usually a couple hours of practice and then they have qualifying or they call it seating. So like fastest guy, fastest guy at seating day will drop last and then kind of like vice versa. Yeah. And then yes, yeah, Sunday 
is like the race day and you get probably an hour of practice. So you get maybe one or two um, practice runs that day and then you drop in for your race run. And it's like one shot, <laughs> one shot to do yeah. it all. It's pretty crazy. Oh, wow. So is it literally just one time? Yeah, you get to go one time. That's and then your that's your race run. No, no, no other chance. Wow, that would probably I don't know that that seems pretty freaking nerve wracking. Like only one chance. Yeah. Do you just like? Are you okay with like getting in a crash or like just slipping and sliding? Uh, or is that like? Or do you just try not to do that? Or you're like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go really fast up this hill, mm-hmm. and if yeah. I like <laughs> jump and fall or whatever, then I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna get a little bit slower. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's, that's exactly it. Like for our practice days, you want to kind of find the limit of, of the track. Mm -hmm. So you will be pushing it really hard and going as fast as you can on certain sections to see like what the limit is. But that's also within reason. Like you don't want to huck yourself before you race. You don't want to injure yourself. Right. Yeah. And crashes do happen. It's part of the sport. And when they happen, they suck. Uh, cause you're going really fast and the train's Mm -hmm. really technical. Um, so yeah, you definitely do try and find the limit. And then you race within that limit um, and at whatever speed you're most comfortable with, which is hopefully a speed that's like up there in the ranks. But um, it's definitely a gamble. And a lot of the guys, like a lot of it is you got to roll the dice and hope for the best. But usually like it's pretty crazy because we train so much all year round and it comes down to like 10 races, but we only get two and a half minutes every weekend to really show what's up. Yeah, I feel like we can definitely relate to that as runners. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every... That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, training every day of the year, and then all of a sudden the season comes, you got like five races to go out and do your thing. So, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that is, that's a lot of fun. I I, I loved watching Mountain Bike back in the day. It was, yeah. it was awesome. Why did, um, so have you always just kind of been like an adrenaline junkie? Is that kind of why you got into it? Yeah, totally. Like, I, I mean, all throughout, uh, like, middle school and high school. I was on sports teams. Like I played, I played volleyball, I played basketball, I played soccer. Like I even wrestled for a little bit too. So I did a little bit of everything, but uh, I definitely outside of school, I stuck to like snowboard, com- like competing in snowboarding as well as like mountain biking. Uh, and then funny enough, I actually injured myself too much snowboarding. So I kind of backed off competing there. And then I started racing more competitively, like mountain biking. Uh, funny enough, just cause mountain biking seems way more hectic than snowboarding. But um yeah, I don't know. It's just I've always I've always loved the thrill, and it's almost like I don't know. It it must be it might be a little bit hard to understand, but I mean, you guys with running, like you kind of it's kind of an, an escape in a sense. And like when you're doing it, nothing else really matters. That's true. You're like, yeah. you're like in a yeah, you get it like a your zone or like a trance yeah. almost, where it's like nothing else matters but exactly. what you're doing at that exact yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah it's I think just tunnel a, vision. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. It's like yeah, like the the escape from reality. Mm-hmm. exactly man mm-hmm. yeah but yeah so yeah. do you have like um a specific routine that you like to go through are you are you that type of person that's like kind of like yeah. a little more controlling i would imagine you would be with a sport like mountain mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know i've actually had like are you talking about like race day kind of routine yeah like kind of like a race day routine well actually yeah. i would like to add like like race day and also like every day life mm-hmm. like what do you, are you more routine than okay, that as yeah. well yeah you know i'm I kind of, it's, it's funny that we talk about this. I, I'm, I'm actually starting a pod, like a podcast with my buddy and we we're talking a little bit about this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So root, root, I found, cause I'm taking a gap year from school cause I graduated high school last year. And uh, so you guys are at college, right? Yes. Yes. So you guys jump, jump right into college from, from um, high school or last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So I, I'm taking a gap year right now. I'm going to university next year. Okay. But 
after the whole competition season ended in like September, I came home. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to school because I just I took a gap year, obviously, and um, I I started working full time at this restaurant in the kitchen, and uh, the hours are different, obviously, than I would be if I were to go have gone to high school or university or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found it a little bit hard to adapt, and like it was almost I had major FOMO for all my buddies who were at university. Like it looked like they were having a good time, uh, and I was just you know at home in this the same small town I've been living in cooking at the same rest- restaurant I've been at for, for a year or so. So I, I, I did kind of have to search for a bit of routine to kind of bring myself out of that little cave I dug myself in. Uh, and once I found that routine, uh, it was almost almost like an opportunity for me to kind of figure out some things and figure out what I wanted to do just for the, with this time that I have for myself. Like yeah. it's pretty, it's been pretty important and I wouldn't exchange it for anything. So that is, I, I love that. Uh, so wait, how did, how did you find that routine? Yeah. Um, do you guys know who David Goggins is? Yes. Wait. Obviously. Do, do, I, do uh, I know who this is? Um, Coach Weber talks about David Goggins all the time. I, I feel like yeah, I've heard of him. He's like a ridiculous, like, name. Yeah, he's, he's ridiculous, man. So, over, like, I don't know. He he always shows up in, like, on my Instagram feed and stuff, or always used to. And he just, like, he would motivate the heck out of me, just random <laughs> little things I'd see. Uh, even just at the gym, like, I'd be like, okay, well, what would Goggins do? Like, anyway, little things like that. He's just, he's just crazy. Um, but I'm like, okay, I listened to one of his things and it was just like, you know, if you're, if you're, wow, what, what am I trying to say? He, he pretty much just, he just kind of said, like, he just says it how it is. Um, yeah. And you know, like everyone, everyone's got shit going on. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not supposed to swear or whatever. No, no, you're, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, everyone's, we're... Everyone, everyone, yeah. everyone's got things going on and like, um, you just have to make it work. And like live with what you got and figure your things out and like use use all the stress and like overwhelming aspects of life as like an opportunity to make yourself better uh, and find that kind of peace. And like I know for for me, I've always struggled with like kind of being independent. So that routine almost came from like me trying to implement some things that I had to do. So like set little goals throughout the day um, to get things done and live off that and like just like accomplish the little things and appreciate it all a little more. So like for me, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll eat breakfast, uh, I'll like make, make, make my bed right when I get out of bed, um, right, right when I get, with, like, get out of bed, sorry. Uh, I'll train, whether that's mountain biking or gymming. Uh, and then at around 3 p.m. or around 2 p.m., I'll come home, get ready for work, go to, go to work at 3, come back at 10 p.m. or so after the night shift. And then I'll stretch, do yoga, and then go to bed. And that's like, kind of my routine that I have so and it's like it's solid and it's helped me out a lot like even my mental state like it's just it's just good that's cool I mean like uh I can definitely agree that like having a a nice routine is probably like does not put as much stress on your mind Mm -hmm. yeah for Uh, sure yeah I will say distracts uh, you right yeah 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 I was gonna say like at the moment um we are not in a routine and I can say just from just from today, like I have been a hell of a lot more stressed than I usually am just because like we've been traveling and then you know, doing this and then we we just some work stuff. But um, yeah, yeah actually. All right. So you said you did yoga um, and yeah. I'm not going to lie. So like I don't know a lot of guys in general that do yoga, but how like yeah. I've, I've done it before uh, and yeah. I, I have to say it's pretty I mean, I think it works. Uh, with yeah. your, like, it's good for you. But um, yeah. how did you get into that? And I don't know. Like, how does how do you yeah. use that for mountain biking? So yeah, yo- by yoga, I mean, I'm not sure 
how you define yoga. I just kind of, I just kind of stretch and use it to like okay. chill out. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I don't get too spiritual with whatever I do. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah, usually, just literally, just, like, just doing a bunch of stretches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like trying to calm myself down. Usually, the the restaurant is pretty rambunctious that night, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm always doing my best to get out of there as quick as I can because I like I'm trying to prior- prioritize my sleep and all that. Yeah. So yeah, I usually get home, shower, clean up, whatever. My yoga mat's always laid out on my floor so that I try not to skip it, just so it's there and like consciously kind of itching at me. Um, so yeah, I'll just lay on the, lay on the mat and I have like a little stretching routine that I do. And honestly, as much as it is for like to help myself calm down, it's like so good for my body. Cause riding and gymming all the time, like my body just gets so tight and my legs are always so sore. Uh, so it like helps in a, in all those aspects. Like it's just a good thing. And everyone's always told me like, man, you got to stretch, you got to stretch. And I've been putting it off pretty much my entire life until this year. So I'm kind of using it as a bit of a tool to help a lot of things. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think once you get in a routine, it just makes life a, a bit easier. It just makes it much less stressful. Maybe. Yeah, a little organized, right? Yeah. And well, I mean, we talked a little bit about role models for you in, in the form yeah. of David Goggins. Uh, do you have <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any more in your head that kind of like stick out? Like so maybe like um, someone that helped you get into mountain biking or just someone, you know, in your life that you were just like, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a role model to me. Yeah. You know, my dad, my dad's always been that kind of guy for me. He's like one of the hardest working guys I know. And like he's been through a lot of shit the past couple of years uh, and seeing him kind of dig out of that and like open up to my family, about everything that's going on, like, you know, it takes a lot for a grown man to do that kind of thing. So he, he definitely did. He's, he's impressed me. And I think I have a lot more respect for him. I mean, you know, he's just everyone, everyone's got their family and whatnot, but, and everyone I think does idolize their dad or like parent or guardian in a sense. But um, no, I've really, he's really stepped up and I appreciate it. Uh, and being older now, I kind of understand how hard it is to raise a family and to be in those positions. And like, you know, when, when money's tough, you got to work your ass off and he's been doing that. And it's kind of showed me what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, like I have, I have a bunch of friends who, who ride and I have a buddy right now who I'm starting like the podcast endeavor with or whatever. Yeah. And I look at him and he's like, a he's, he's a year younger than me, but man, this, this kid is crazy like he's got all these different businesses that he's starting and like he's doing like a social media marketing he's like a sh- so got a social media marketing agency going on and oh, dang. all the stuff God. and like it's just like it's just impressive so yeah I'm, I, we kind of bounce off each other in that sense uh and yeah we're doing a bunch of things together so i'm pretty excited about that and then um yeah there's just guys within the sport like mountain biking like there's a canadian guy who's probably 23 or 24 his name's finn isles he's uh he's incredible he it's his so in mountain biking, uh, just for context, you have mm-hmm. two years of junior, so you're 17 and 18, and then after that, you get spit into a, the elite ranks. So pretty much this year for me, I'll be 19. I'll be an elite. I'm gonna be racing guys who I grew up watching. <laughs> what? Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So is so elite I, like the pro? Is that like is that pro mountain biking? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Wow. Exactly. So I'm I'm just gonna be thrown into elite this year, which is like like every other 19 year old racing. Uh, so it's like developmental years, but anyway, this Finn Isles guy who I was talking about, he's, I think he was in his fourth or fifth year elite last year, which is kind of like the start of when guys can kind of get in the ranks. And he like won, won his first world cup last year in Canada, which was like, it was a, it was a crazy thing. And I was there to witness it. And like, yeah, it was, it was wild. The crowd went crazy. It was just phenomenal, but he's like such a nice guy and very well-rounded. So yeah, I definitely look up for him as well. That's really cool. I'll, yeah. I love yeah. that. Have you ever um, been able to talk to him face to face? 
Yeah, totally. He that's another thing cool thing about mountain bike the mountain bike world is not it's not huge. So and a lot of those guys are willing to mentor and ride with you. Um so yeah, I've had I've had the opportunity to hang out with them and ride with them a couple times. So well, that's awesome. That's really I mean, I love that. Um Yeah, I mean <laughs> no, you're all good. I mean, so I mean I wanna I kinda wanna go back to the snowboarding versus mountain biking thing for a second. Yeah. Um so you mentioned you got hurt a bunch. Is that is that kind of why you started mountain biking? Would you have gone to snowboarding had that not happened? Yeah. Or like, Yeah, know, I'm not sure. I think I just I think I really hated the cold. <laughs> I do not blame you. <laughs> See, I, I, I I'm from Alabama and I I mean, I wish it would snow here because I mean, I I barely get to see the snow, and whenever I do, I'm yeah. like, just I like I start going nuts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. So I guess I I haven't been around it as much as you have apparently. Yeah, no, man. It's the the cold. I mean, especially in Calgary, like, dude, Charlie, you probably remember man, that it it got so damn cold there. It was brutal. Like you could go, you could. Okay, this is this is how I compare in Squamish, like where I live. Um, in the winter, it's like it's like a pretty wet cold because it's always raining and like the snow is always super damp, so it's heavy. Uh, and it gets like to maybe maybe minus two or so, and like everyone here is like, "Oh my gosh, this is freezing!" Uh, and everyone's like, but no one really dresses up for it. And then I went back to Calgary, and I'm like, I can't even say anything. Like Calgary's like, you could go outside and like, if you're outside for more than 10, 15 minutes, you could like freeze, bro. Just gnarly. It w- I was like, people have to shut up on the coast. It's not good. <laughs> I, oh, I miss it and I don't. But yeah, I mean, I w- I'm, so I immediately went to Chicago when I moved. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, I obviously I lived there for six years, so I used to complain. I'm Like now I'll complain about that cold. But then, you know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll like check the weather app from uh, from Calgary and it'll be yeah. like June and it's like yeah. still negative. Like What? Negative. It's still in the yeah. negatives yeah. in June? Well, no, the weird dude, the weird holy the weird, crap. Thing about, the weird thing about calgary is like it'll get it'll get snow in august and then all of a sudden like in the middle of winter say february it'll be like snowing and then the next it, there, there's these things called chinooks and they're like these this weird weather phenomenon and uh one day it'll be like super cold and the next day it'll be like 10 above what mm-hmm. the heck yeah well, it's so really it's weird. 10 above is well, we're, crazy we're, so back so we're talking about celsius oh yeah so, yeah uh, celsius uh, <laughs> 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 oh shoot okay thank you okay yeah yeah american person uh yeah, what's going on here yeah, yeah, my bad. The rest of the world. no dude you said <laughs> negative like... two i was like what the hell <laughs> is going on in canada <laughs> oh, i was okay well freak out to be i don't really know what the conversion is but to be fair it does calgary gets pretty damn cold okay yeah well calvary like negative two would be like uh 30, 30. like oh well, yeah it'd be 30 mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Like yeah. zero Celsius is thirty-two degrees. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, so gotcha. thank you so much for telling me that. Uh, <laughs> I can see your face, bro. I was like, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> we yeah. rocked him. Um, I mean, here we got some mountain biking now for a second. So okay, kinda, yeah, versus snowboarding. Um, um yeah. yeah, yeah. In like snowboarding, I I don't know. I found I I had I had pretty good confidence. Uh, and because I did I did both. Like I raced in snowboarding and I also did like the whole slope style thing. And every time I did slope style, I seemed to break a bone, like no matter what I did. Um, uh, and I had plenty of ambulances and ambulance rides from like Can Olympic Park. Charlie, I'm not sure if you remember that. Like, of course, you know, that little hill. Totally, man. Like late at night, my, I might have to give my parents a call and they'd be like, oh, no, what happened again? So <laughs> again, <laughs> get a pick up, go to the hospital. And honestly, sometimes I'd, I wouldn't I'd get x-rays. Something wouldn't even be broken. So um, oh. 
my parents would kind of just like again there was like well they really had to buckle down and be like man is something really broken this time and then eventually i started crashing more and more and then i just broke more and more bones and and then funny enough like i was like okay i'm gonna stop snowboarding like i don't really i'm not really enjoying this anymore and i found more joy in mountain biking so we started making trips like uh south from calgary so we'd go to the states like we my dad and i did a trip to california one time and then we would go down to utah like moab if you guys know where yes, that is i've been mountain biking over there actually yeah yeah man it's sick it's unreal it's really cool. like the, the like the landscape there is crazy it's beautiful yeah did you ever so go we, to like goblin valley in moab no I, no I hadn't heard of that actually okay it's like right ne- next to it but anyways sorry yeah no it's all good um so yeah we just started doing that that kind of thing and then i started racing more and more and then i was like this is something that I could potentially go pretty far in. The family was at a point where we could make a change. And then, yeah, we just decided to make them move out West and, you know, it worked out pretty well. Um, And it's still nice. Like my sister went to Vancouver film school. So that's close enough to us that it made, made, made sense that we'd come out here. So, yeah. That's awesome. So I like just you talking about mountain bike or yeah, mountain biking. So, uh, I don't think we actually addressed this in the podcast, but you you made it to nationals uh, for mountain yeah. biking. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's not the elite section, but it's a section below it. Junior, junior yes. It's junior, junior like 17, 18 year olds. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Like, so I guess walk us through how that was. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I guess getting to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah. Mount, like, like I said, mountains, mountain biking isn't like a, a huge, like downhill at least, isn't a huge sport. Like it's big. Um, and they have they have World Cup sanctioned events, they have World Championship sanctioned events, and all that stuff. Um, but like racing nationals, like if you're willing and you're committed to to racing those kinds of events, you probably can. It's just like you wouldn't do that well. But like for those of us, yeah, who are at the higher end, like we can go to we'll we'll all be able to go to nationals. Like you don't have to be eligible to do that. And then if you do well at nationals within junior or elite, mm-hmm. then you'll be invited to World Championships um which i actually got to go to this year and last year hey. so i was racing, i was traveling all like all over europe um last summer and the summer before Holy racing, which was like which was crazy so yeah it was like you can imagine a whole like a, just open whole new windows well that's yeah i mean yeah so we just asked how nationals was i mean tell us about that how is traveling yeah, over yeah, yeah, well, okay, so, yeah, yeah tell us more about that mm-hmm. so yeah nationals um Let's see. This year, I just got back from uh, a country called Andorra, which is like right between Spain and France. Mm-hmm. Flew into Calgary, got to see some friends. Was only there for a night, though. My parents met me at the Calgary airport. Um, I was jet lagged as heck. Like I probably slept. I don't even know, man. It was brutal. My sleep schedule was so messed up. So we drove to Kicking Horse, which is um, right outside a town called Golden, which is three hours um, west of Calgary, uh, and. You know, it was nice to see all my friends, like all a bunch of my buddies who I hadn't seen in a while because I'd been overseas. Um, and then, yeah, we, we got to see the track and it was super dusty. Like the conditions were very loose. Uh, it was super hot and, and kicking horse. And then, yeah, everything was going pretty well. And uh, qualifying came and I qualified third at nationals, which was, Dang. I was pretty pumped on that. Um, but I figured I could, I had a little more in the tank. So then, yeah, come, come race day, um, I had a pretty solid run. Like I, I had one one mishap which honestly I was pretty chapped about and I definitely got on the gas after that. And I ended up second overall in junior that day, which was like, Ooh. I was super happy about. And it was just because the races prior to that over in Europe had kind of kicked my ass. So mm-hmm. coming, coming back to nationals and doing well there, it was definitely like a, a, a good boost for the confidence. Yeah, no, I bet that's 
like incredible. Yeah. yeah I mean, you. what was it? What was it like um, traveling in Europe then? Did you did you enjoy that experience? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I've been back and forth a fair bit now. Um, it's so fun every time. The travel days are brutal. Uh, have you guys ever been? I mean, I guess Charlie, you're from the UK, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've I've been to the Bahamas, but that is yeah. about it. So nice. Yeah. I like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm true. more fond of the warm. I guess. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, okay. So, like, you doing so well in nationals and everything. You said yeah. wait. Uh, you were you you said you were in Europe for the nationals or for the World Cup. So I was in. So okay. So my season was last June. Uh, I went to Austria to race one of the World Cups, and then I came. Okay. That was just a week. That was a week event. Came back. Uh, raced a couple of races locally, like in Whistler and BC here. And then I went back overseas, did race, uh, race in Switzerland, um, and Spain, or it's called Andorra, but it's like, it's like right on the verge of Spain. Mm -hmm. Came back for nationals, which was in, uh, BC, just close, I think, to the border of Alberta, though. And then after that, I flew to Quebec the next week to race another World Cup. My Came gosh. back here. And then after that, I was invited to World Champs because of my result at nationals. Mm -hmm. So then I had to fly over to France and then I had to race in Italy and then I came back. So it was like really packed. Yeah, that sounds like it. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. but, so yeah. did all, and you were doing really well in all of this. So did this like, uh, actually, sorry, I, I'm speaking too soon. Uh, Charlie <laughs> told me that you're, you're sponsored mountain biking. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have, I have a bunch of like pretty wicked companies that are supporting me within the biking world. That's all right. So that, that's why I kind of wanted to talk about. I was like, you doing so well and all of that. Yeah. Did that gained. Yeah. Uh, that's how you got your sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Over the years, like mountain biking is pretty interesting. You have to be pretty on it for social media as well as getting good race results. So it's like a bit of mix. Yeah. You have to have, you have to be good on all platforms, I guess, if that I makes sense. Um, so for me, like I've, I've always constantly been trying to grow my social media. Um, and post like just getting good content and stuff for for supporters and stuff and then yeah like just racing like trying to get good results is obviously a great thing and companies look for that and mm -hmm. mountain biking is, is so so important in the sense that you need like it's so expensive all the equipment yeah. is so expensive. Yeah. bikes are expensive and then all the parts to a bike like you have to have wheels you have to have suspension like and then you have to have helmets mm -hmm. like all the protection yeah. you need so it's like all in one and you need partners and supporters to help you out with those things and usually mountain bike companies are pretty keen to help athletes out especially if they're doing you know relatively well and yeah. have a good social yeah. media platform so that's freaking yeah. awesome so like what uh what companies are you a part of or are you sponsored? yeah so there's um okay well, let's see this year um uh, it's they're pretty like small companies and they're all mountain bike based so there's one called called chromag and they're based out of whistler bc uh and they help me out with my race like jerseys and pants uh and then they also helped me out with a portion of like my bike parts. And then I'm actually supported by a company, a bike frame company based out of Germany. And they're pretty new as well. Um, but they're doing, they're trying to do like a North. It seems like they're trying to do like a North American push. So uh, I think I'm part of that as well. So yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Of them, that would be yeah. awesome. If you yeah. I'm part of that North American push. And then it blew up. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Um, mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's the goal, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, Shoot. So I guess, shoot. I'm sorry, I can't even remember no, what I was gonna say. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I wanted to ask if do you reach out to these companies or do they, do they reach out to you? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um. I have I've had a couple connections like in um contacts with 
like for for the most part i do reach out uh and then sometimes on the occasion like if a company is pretty keen they'll reach out to you and it really depends on the situation Mm -hmm. um usually if you get like a really good result and you're and it's obvious that you're not like spoken for by any company or 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 brand that will more likely make it that they'll reach out to you uh last year i was on like a I was on more of a team that was supported by a bunch of different companies. Um, so I, I don't think it really seemed like I had any worries or stresses that I needed to go anywhere else or get like bring in new supporters, but I was looking elsewhere. So I did kind of take it upon myself to reach out and pull this, pull, pull this, um, set up this year, like for myself. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. One of one of my biggest questions is so you obviously you travel so much and yeah. we t- kind of talked a little bit about your daily routine how important that mm-hmm. is to you and so I guess that does kind of go in, do you have like a race day routine that you're able to do like regardless of where you are um, yeah on the earth <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, that's something that I have to work on for sure I haven't really found something that works for me necessarily like I have little things that I'll do. Um, Music is a big one, but I think I have to steer away from that a little bit because I feel like it kind of kind of puts me in a different different mindset. Um, yeah, I got that. I, I, I get I kind of get pumped up, and then I I put I kind of like inducing myself into like a stressful environment. So yeah, I think yeah. I have to just kind of like stay more grounded and like be more in the moment and like just kind of live live like like live there. Don't try to distract myself with music at the top of my race runs. I feel like that's a big one. Um, we do like a lot of mobility stuff, like leg swings and arm circles and all that yeah. shit at the top but def- i definitely have to kind of pat down my own sincere routine it's and it's honestly like for mountain biking specifically i mean i'm sure everything it's just like what's good for you yeah. and what works best for you so i gotta figure that out <clears throat> everyone's different yeah. with it uh yeah exactly yeah astro well, like so actually i guess talking about routine and stuff um what have you had to deal with like in any of the time that you've been mountain biking, have you had to deal yeah. with like any of the mental aspects of it? And like, oh, yeah. how have you overcome it? Yeah. Yeah, man. Mental, like the mental game and mountain biking is so important because what we're doing is so high risk. Like yeah. there's such high possibility for injury or, you know, like, like, like crazy, crazy shit can happen on those things. So uh, that's always in your mind. And over the years, like, man, I've had some huge crashes and those have like it hurt me mentally big time like I'll, I'll i'll tell you a little bit of story i was in um last year so 2020 2021 was my first year like racing the world cup circuit uh and i was in italy in the small town racing the world cup and, and i had a huge crash and it was my probably my favorite racetrack of the year or the season um and i was enjoying it so much like i was i was feeling good and i was super pumped up and i was kind of like okay this is my chance to like really prove where i'm at and how I can ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I had a huge crash. I hit my head pretty hard. Uh, it was it was very rough. Um, and I kind of figured I'm like, man, this this sucks, especially because I was feeling so good. Um, and yeah, it definitely stuck with me for a while. Like the next weekend, um, I took seven. I took like a week off, but then the next like the weekend after, we were at, in Switzerland for another World Cup, and I I tried riding, but I just didn't feel myself. Um, and I probably shouldn't shouldn't have been riding in general. Like it wasn't good for me. And then uh, I was I was in a pretty spot just because like you know it's all pretty I don't really know how to explain it to be honest. Um, it's up front like you know you have a crash like that especially when you're feeling that good um, in any sport. I feel like if you were to not perform 
as well as you wish to. It can get you going pretty well. Uh, but yeah, I got I got home and uh, it stuck with me for a while, and I, I didn't really feel the passion that I had to go ride anymore after that. And like I was as much as I was trying to recover from the potential injuries I had, I was just like, uh, you know, I don't want to crash again. That thought was always in my mind. And then I had like I kind of opened up to my parents about that that kind of thing. And then um, yeah, like I I went to a race later because my dad kind of was like okay well we should go we should go you should go and just to see see how you feel see what's up and that was like a month after and i actually won the won that race and it was like okay hey grounded grounded me and i was like okay this is why i do what i do but the mental thing is something you deal with all the time and then this season i had a similar thing happen it wasn't a huge crash but it was just like i had like three races in a row where i couldn't nail i couldn't nail anything like i was i wasn't riding to how i want to be riding uh and then come the race day like i would just fumble and i'd crash or i'd have a mechanical Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, after like two, like after two, okay, maybe it's, maybe it's like by chance, but three was like, I got to pinpoint whatever's going on. So I talked to like a sports psychologist, uh, which was, I think it was very helpful and it was just like, it wasn't as much helping me with how I race and how that is. It was just more helping me understand that no matter what happens in the race, like I'm going to be fine. And like, uh, yeah, regardless of the outcome. I don't need to be that anxious. Like it is what it is. If it, ha- it happens, it happens. Yeah. So it's just like, like relieving that stress. Yeah. I completely understand. That's honestly, so like with running, that's kind of like what I, I feel like we can compare uh, ourselves yeah. to that. Whereas totally. if you have a bad race, it's like, I don't want to go run anymore. Cause like, yeah, what's the point basically? Uh, and I literally what you just said is what has basically kept me going. Cause like sometimes I'll get scared. Like if I don't perform to like my best, then, you know, like I, people aren't going to be happy with me or like, I'm like, I'm, it's just yeah. hard on yourself. And then if you're like, exactly, it's, dude. exactly. It's, not, it's not like that. Like no one is going to get mad at you if you have a bad no, race. Dude. So it's no. like, if you get over that step, it's like, it's yeah. a whole new world. Exactly. You can just kind of bring yourself to understanding that like, obviously this is something you love and that you yeah. want to do and you're passionate about, but you know, you, you have a life other than that as well. Exactly. And that's not what, that's not all, that's not everything. Yeah. And I, mean, I feel like that can help you with performing. So. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, mean, I think a part of it's just like, yeah, like someone told me like, just control what you can control. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like it doesn't like if, if, if you're, I don't know, if your rival's going to go out and have like the perfect day, and you, yeah. you you still like PR for the course, PR for the like race, whatever. Like, yeah, you can't be you, you you're not gonna be mad at that. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you have if you have a, if you have a good race, then you have a good race. You have to be happy with that, and then build yeah. on it, right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's right. Yes, men- mental. We are we are mentally. <laughs> team. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I guess here I've got one. Um, so we've talked a little bit about your crashes. Have you is 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 that crash in Italy kind of like? the crash that sticks out to you of like th- this was my worst crash or if yeah you know, that one that, that one was really horrible I'll, I'll send you guys this a video of it i'll send you guys a video after this okay yeah. it somehow but yes, it was it was so gnarly and i remember hitting the ground and i was like damn that was hard because <laughs> like it feel like those crashes especially when you're going that fast they feel like you got hit by a car dude they're so oh, wow. rough really um when you can walk away from something like that and like get up and like brush the webs off and keep riding that day like you're lucky and it feels damn good yeah, it's crazy to say that, but like sometimes crashing without injuring yourself, like or being unscathed, is just like one, one of the best feelings ever. Because you're like, wow, 
that's that's nice because like you can crash and then not be injured but then but then again man when you when you when you crash and you injure yourself it's just like the worst it's funny though like that one i definitely i definitely like hit my head pretty pretty good and concussions are not good from you know everyone knows that yeah um and this season i had a crash and i hurt my thumb kind of like it wasn't horrible but it was like i remember i remember hitting the ground at this crash and i like got up and i was like my head my head's okay i'm good doesn't matter <laughs> no nothing else matters that's totally fine i'm good and then i realized my thumb was like swelling up like a baseball i was like jesus okay maybe i should worry about that but i was just so thankful that i hadn't hit my head so absolutely that's the thing for all mountain bikers it's such a thing well yeah i mean how do you so how do you consistently get yourself back to the start of the line <laughs> to the start line after like such yeah. bad crashes like in in the next race just like yeah you know you just hurt yourself and yeah. now you're willing to go up there and risk hurting yourself. <laughs> like, how can you, how, how do you mentally overcome yeah. that? What do you, what do you tell yourself? Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's like the, I think it's a lot of it is to do with the passion. Like yeah. we all love the sport so damn much. And like, we, we crave the adrenaline and you know, when you have a good race, if you, if you, if, if you really think about it, it's really tough to have a consistent season where you're winning all the time. Like I'm sure that's for running as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like you can have three really bad races and then one or two like really good ones and the feelings you get from the good ones like just cancel out everything okay yeah yeah okay so, i know exactly what you're talking about like that yeah. the highest highs but then you can also have like the lowest lows but overall yeah. the highs are gonna like outweigh the, yeah. the rest yeah yeah exactly and like it's just the feeling is unreal and you know the whole community is phenomenal with supporting that um and like if i were to be open about me not wanting to race or like ride again after that kind of thing i couldn't like my buddies would just buckle down on me call me my <laughs> like you gotta get, gotta get your ass out there because you're good at this you know yeah yeah those are good like and, I, and and that's yeah exactly it's kind of nice but um yeah there's definitely times that will be like yeah i don't really want to go out right now or go <laughs> start this yeah. again it's just yeah. crazy but then you just kind of get wrapped up into it and do it all over again absolutely and then you obviously try not to crash yeah they cool. crash yeah mm -hmm. um yeah i guess how many how many bones have you broke or i mean not bones but like how many yeah. injuries have you had to get, like, from mountain biking yeah tons tons like i've broken my collarbone th uh three times Ooh. one of them had to get surgery uh i've broken my wrist a couple times um heck i've done what else Nothing lower body, knock on wood yet. Thank goodness. Those, those <laughs> injuries are terrifying. But yeah, collarbones. I've chipped like I've chipped a shoulder. I've chipped like my scapula. Mm. Uh, thumbs. I've broken a couple of thumbs. Um, and then yeah, I've had a concussion. I've been knocked out once. Like Ooh. yeah, a couple of things, man. It's, it's all it's all crazy, but it's it, unfortunately it's just part of part of it, and you yeah. kind of have to understand yeah. that. Was um were all these like uh bones being broken? Was this like from running into trees or like what like you jumping yeah. and then hitting the ground or what? Usually, it, they're all vary. Like my the collarbone I, that I had to get surgery on. Um, I was just out trail. Like we go on trail rides for on our on our like in the off season where we have to pedal up and then go down, and they're just usually just for fun and for car like cardio based. Um, we, my buddy and I were out just riding in, in November and it was pretty cold, but I had gone too fast over a jump and I just went over my bars. It's, mm. It was as simple oh, as that. Yeah. <laughs> snap, snap the collarbone and was out for three months. And then, yeah, that's, yeah, just, just like little things. And it's on, it's all, it's usually the ones that you wouldn't think 
would break the bones that do. Yeah. Just the shitty mess around ones. That's kind of funny. The mess around bones. They don't matter. (laughs) You (laughs) around, you're going to find out. Yes. Oh, dude, we talked about that on an episode the other day, actually. Dude, it's so so true, though. Yes, I completely agree. I will... uh, I... I want to say, all right, I'm just going to say, I, I'm definitely not a mountain biker like you, but so I have mountain biked before and like, I mean, I got literally my mountain bike is like right there, but, uh, um, this, this one time I was mountain biking. I thank God I did not break anything because let me just tell you, it was, it hurt like hell, but, uh, we, we were going down this trail and I had never done this trail before. So I did this really sharp turn and there was just yeah. this tree right there. And I <laughs> ran straight into it. Like, yeah, like fell off the bike. It literally broke the handlebar. Uh, yeah. But thankfully my hands and everything were fine. But good. Dude, was good. I was on the ground. And I was like shaking. Like what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. like, I, I did not know what was yeah. going on. It was, it was terrifying. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I don't. I definitely have not experienced anything as crazy as you have. Yeah, but I don't no, know. Man, that. That, crashes are crashes, especially when you're in a mountain like like they happen so fast, and yeah. sometimes it feels like your tires just got shot out from under you. It's just, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, biking something that you can just go do. It's crazy. It's I mean, it's totally different than running. Dude, I go run. Running is so hard. <laughs> yeah, guys, I can crazy. I can agree with that. I mean, obviously, you know, mountain biking is pretty f***ing hard as well like <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure yeah. what are you studying at school uh i'm just classic business major so nice. i don't know cool. yeah we'll see what happens with that yeah fair enough yeah nice what are, what are you gonna study when you end up gone yeah i'll be i'm i i'm in like general social sciences but i'll probably specify in psychology okay cool oh, that's really cool yeah yeah, Absolutely. and I'm pretty curious. I'm sure I, I I could see myself potentially like doing sports psychology when I'm older and like oh, kind of cool. like sharing and helping. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, we uh yeah. just recently like have been like learning a lot about like psychology for like running and like just sports in general. Totally. So uh, yeah, whenever you start bringing that up, that kind of like I don't know. We we just have like started looking into it, and yeah, I don't know. I think it's a very smart major to go into, especially like mm. if you're mountain biking on the side and learning all of this. It could definitely yeah, help you yeah. in general. Yeah, totally. That's that's the plan. That's yeah, cool. and I mean, like, I wanted to get a sports psychologist on the podcast eventually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Really, really yeah, eventually, maybe. maybe so, I'll, like, maybe I'll, next year after you're taking yeah. some classes, you know, <laughs> just get you back on. Honestly, yeah, that's awesome. Oh yeah. Okay. So. uh you've been traveling a ton and yeah i i mean you said you've been to the states a couple times totally. uh have you been to texas before i have never been to texas uh okay well you're probably all right have you ever heard of bucky's bucky's what's bucky's it is a glorious uh gas station that is okay. just absolutely huge and yeah. it's got really nice bathrooms and brisket wow. okay yeah this is sick yeah so anytime next time you go to the states mainly yeah. mainly in texas we actually have one 20 minutes away from us right now yeah uh, that we're gonna go to uh, uh eventually um yeah it's i don't know it's just something that you should definitely check out so Bucky's? yes bucky's uh the it's a gas station and it's, it's huge it's a huge gas station that's got okay. food it's got really nice bathrooms 
It's literally like like everything in there is Bucky's brand. Like it's cool. they've got their their logo slapped on everything, which is also a beaver. Uh, so uh, Bucky's yeah. beaver. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's really interesting. So you know, shout out to Bucky's right now. Anyone yeah. that's that works at Bucky's, please, please, uh, give us sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> I love yeah, anyways, them. Yeah, we uh, we we ask everyone this question. Yeah, we yeah, this is this uh, is the main question that we ask everyone. The Bucky's uh, question. Yeah, we've only cool. surprisingly enough, which Bucky's is like apparently it's a, it, I would say it's a really big following. Uh, like a lot yeah. of people should know about it, but like half the people that we've interviewed don't know yeah. it. Yeah, uh, of course. You know, is it some just of them, a Texas thing. It's in Florida a little bit. Yeah, so, so there's one in out there. It is. It's a. It's a Texas thing, but like, yeah, there's there's one in Alabama. I think there's one in Florida. They're building one in like some of the southern states. Yeah, but I don't know. At least I don't know. It's interesting. It's yeah. interesting for sure. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, so okay, well, if I'm in Texas, I'll I'll, I'll go to a Bucky's for sure. Yes, you Absolutely. have to. You have to. Mm-hmm. Um, the tell them Baxter sent you. Uh, yeah, I will. And Charlie, I'm and Charlie. about to lose my Bucky's this week. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. What kind of food do they sell? So they they sell they sell uh, brisket, fudge, uh, beef jerky, um, like chips. Uh, it's yeah. like French fried chips kind of thing. Uh, I was say you guys don't have poutine, hey? I have no idea what that is. Oh god, dude. Okay, so I've been dude, I've been trying to put these guys on. Wait, wait, what? No, maybe not these guys, but like, um, is I, that? I, I, do you even know that word, bro? No, dude. Poutine is dude. Poutine. I I like when I live here. I realize how Canadian that is like really yeah like that is that is all canada it is basically so wait what is it fries gravy and like bacon right cheese you curds. have told me about cheese this curds. you have told me about this cheese curds yeah yeah what oh, cheese That's curds crazy, okay man. cheese curds That's- like just like little balls of cheese. yeah dude that actually sounds really good you okay you That's did, hilarious. he has mentioned this i think a couple times but and whenever he says it like Dude, that sounds really good, and I cannot believe America has not like <laughs> done so anything funny, with man. this. Yeah, that blows my mind. It's like it's just like so mainstream here. Like it's just poutine. You know, you know? That's <laughs> like where where do you like do fast food restaurants over there have it? Dude, ev- everywhere. <laughs> you can get I a love that. Anywhere. That's why I was saying Bucky's. That would be a good niche for Bucky's, bro. Yes. Yeah, okay. You know what? You know I'm gonna have to write them an email. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. The admin. Yes, mm-hmm. right. What is going on? Um, but I mean, I guess that makes me like now I need to go to Canada. So now yeah. I gotta try some poutine. Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. I think that this is uh, probably a good time to stop it. But uh, dude, yeah, I really good. enjoyed talking with you. This is probably this is this was so much fun. I really enjoyed it um so i guess to every everyone listening out there um have a good night or good morning and goodbye